Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Story that uh, is really disturbing. John Gruden well-known as um, Super Bowl-winning NFL coach, as um, football analyst, and then returned a couple of years ago as the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden resigned as coach of the uh, Raiders on Sunday night and has had his name removed from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers honor roll, which he had put there after the uh, Buccaneers won the the, uh, Super Bowl, was about 20 years ago. So he had sent out, as I'm sure you've heard, racist, misogynistic, and homophobic emails over a period of years to a Washington football club executive friend of his. Jerry Brewer is a Washington Post sports columnist, and Mr. Brewer's column is John Gruden is done in Las Vegas in football and anywhere decency matters. Jerry, thank you very much for coming on the program. When I heard the the Gruden stories. I always thought the guy was over the top, but it, it, I won't say I was shocked, but I was surprised that, that this would go on, that he would be involved in an email exchange that went on for years in the same tone. And then at the end of it all, when it's revealed, he basically says, well, it's not me. Well, yeah, it is you. You did it for years. Yes. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that's, that's the stunning part was the, um, just the, the the many different isms, you know, racism, sexism, so on and so forth, um, and that that you would talk. Um, I mean, we all consider email private, and you think that when you delete your email, it's deleted forever. But um, to to talk to other executives, it wasn't like you you caught a conversation between you and a you and a family member that was intercepted. Like these are through professional mediums. Um, to have that kind of conversation go on so open and so unchecked um, over what? It was like a seven-year, eight-year. Seven years. Like, yeah, seven that, years. That's the stunning part. Like, I mean, I think we all have in a, insensitive, off-color remarks that we have made, um, but we normally don't see that in, a, in what's considered a professional setting, even though it was in private. Yeah, I've heard it said, look, on the football field on a Sunday, <clears throat> excuse me, or a, or, or a Monday or a Thursday, these things are said and these things are shouted at one, each, one another. And the, my point was, on a football field, it's a different environment. It's not right. It's not acceptable. It's a different environment. It's spontaneous. But when you're sitting down with intent at your keyboard, sending out emails, and then you have time to decide whether you're going to press send, that's an entirely different reality yes the thing i love the most about writing you know and i've loved it since i was five years old is that you get you should be able to sit down and think process edit um i think it's the purest form of communication because you can really think out what you can what you say and before you hit send 
um, you have a chance to revise it. Um, so everything that's in the written medium, it, it takes a fairly significant amount of effort um, uh, uh, to say uh, what you mean. And so um, you just don't blurt things out. You know, it's, you're right. It's not like you're on the football field and somebody steps on your leg and you want them to get off of your leg or you're trapped underneath a pile and all the crazy things that happen in a football pile and you just say something very visceral and emotional in the moment. Um, you don't have that um, in, in the written medium. Um, there, there's always a safeguard for most people where you, you, you should sit around like, I just type that you see it, you know, typically you read it to make sure there is no punctuation, factual errors or whatever that, that you're conveying what you said appropriately. So there, there's like this, this um, checkpoint that you have before you hit sin or that most of us have before you hit sin. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you cover American, sure. sorry, you That's cover American true. sports for the Washington post. Um, I'm speaking with the Jerry Brewer sports columnist for the Washington post. Did you know Gruden at all? Did you meet him? Uh, I, I did. I mean, over a number of years, I mean, almost 20 years ago was when I, when I first met Gruden, he, he was always a, um, I don't know if it comes across in, public press conferences, but he was always very accommodating to the media. I remember talking to him after practices and, and um, doing one-on-one -on -one interviews. You know, one, they last 15, 30, 45 minutes out on the field um, just talking the game. You know, when he became an analyst for Monday Night Football and um, his team would come into town, he would be open to conversations. You know, you, you had his cell phone number. He was very accessible and um, – most of those conversations were wonderful. Um, so I think that's where, like, a lot of people jump to his defense after that first um, racist email came out, and they went too far and jump into his defense. And, that, and that's a lesson to everyone. Like, you cannot judge someone's character based on only what they show you. Were you surprised then at what you read, and there are two people in, in, in play here. There's Gruden and his good friend Bruce Allen. They're both the sons of coaches. Bruce Allen was an executive with the Washington football team. Were you surprised at what you read and the exchanges that you saw, or maybe not so much? I'm not surprised that that sentiment existed in a man who is in his late 50s. Um, I am, I was a bit surprised that they would be so open in, in talking about that over email and that it would be so prevalent and it would involve, involve um, so many different types of people. Um, and so that, that was incredibly discouraging to me, you know, being, being black, uh, um, you know, we're, we're always leery of like what is being said about us in private. And a lot of people m make us out to seem like we're being paranoid or like we're too we're too focused on race, but this was an example of these are the attitudes that that people have. This is what is said about us and and others um, in private, and um, this is being said by by decision makers, and that's what's really concerning. What comes out of this? What comes out of it is the NFL is going to try to cover up as much as they could possibly cover up, and you see some of the damage control and it doesn't like um, pass muster. You know, we have to remember that this was connected to these emails and such 
uh, connected to a Washington football team investigation into mistreatment, sexual harassment, so on and so forth uh, against women, um, you know, a, a toxic workplace culture. And um, Dan Snyder got a slap on the wrist. I mean, he got fined, fined $10 million, which was a significant amount for an owner, but for, you know, someone who is a billionaire, that was very much a slap on the wrist. He, he sort of ceded um, control of the team for a little while, at least, to his wife, but he's still in control. There was no formal suspension or anything. It's interesting that out of all that investigation, they did not do a written report um, and did not really release any of the findings from that. But what now comes trickled out is um, something that involves someone who had nothing to do with the investigation. So the question becomes now, I mean, you see that the NFLPA, the Players Association, wants all the emails released. Um, and the women um, who want justice, uh, that they, they want those findings released. And the NFL is going to try to cover that up a bit. There's this war between Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen that is going on that's connected to um, a lawsuit. Um, the, the Washington football team owner, Dan Snyder, um, he he uh, essentially thinks that um, some of the some of the misinformation and leaks against um, were, were by Bruce Allen. So he was kind of suing him against that. And Bruce okay. Allen is upset with Dan Snyder because Dan Snyder fired. So a lot of this is between those two. Yeah. But now it has exposed the culture that we all want to know more about. Exactly. Um, and exactly. That's how systemic racism yeah, works. That, that to me is the point, Jerry, is that we want to know more about this. And people yeah. have their suspicions. People want information. And if the NFL tries to cover it up, I have a sense here that the questions will prevail and they'll have to come up with answers. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 